Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Introverted with Michelle Carey podcast. I'm Michelle, your host. And just like any other day, we're going to love and laugh just a little bit more. This is season three, episode two, Challenges of an INTJ. Okay, so let's see here. People who are listed as INTJs, we are very analytical. Oh my God, I think we just analyze everything. And on some things, we tend to be perfectionists. I don't really consider myself that much of a perfectionist. I mean, I want things right to my liking, but does it necessarily have to be perfect? It just depends on what I'm doing. Like I said, that's why I said sometimes, right? And I don't know if that's something that has to necessarily deal with um, the Myers-Briggs personality types that really don't take into consideration like Zodiac personality types, um, if you believe in Zodiac personality types. I know that INTJs are driven to solve problems. So there's that. So with that, challenges of an INTJ. You know, with every strength, there is a weakness. Opposites, right? Um, nobody is all one thing, okay? We always have something to counterbalance that uh, opposite thing, seesaw. But most people don't like to recognize their weaknesses or they choose to ignore them. Or they may see them, but just kind of excuse it away. But in order to become a stronger person, I really wholeheartedly believe that tackling your weaknesses and turning them into strength is the best thing. Difficult at best, but best thing. Best thing. Um, Somewhat of a necessary must. And I'm not saying that we're taking these weaknesses and making them so strong that we don't have weaknesses anymore. It's like a habit kind of thing. So you have to be able to um, remember to do these things constantly. You just can't um, think you've done it like for 21 days and now it's stuck and you have this new, no, it doesn't work like that. You're always in the process of working on these things. So this means we have to take a hard look at the things that aren't always the most flattering. And sometimes that's really hard to do because we don't like to see our flaws. But in my opinion, having weaknesses are normal and it's natural and um, it makes you stronger in maturity and growth. So I'm offering this information as a way for people to grow. And it doesn't mean that everybody is the same. What I realized is INTJs, we're very intelligent uh, people um, to the point that it could be a detriment to our social relationships with other people because we think so analytically, we think so logically. Where a lot of the population uh, thinks emotionally and feeling based. 
So in this society, we are rare. We are rare gems. Um, the most dominant areas of the INTJ personality are the introverted part and the intuition pieces. Those are the dominant pieces. So unfortunately, we really tend to be unaware. And people can perceive this as being uncaring when we're really not. Um, it's just that we come off that way because we don't show our emotions a lot. So I usually try to be conscious about other people's feelings, the fact, despite the fact that deep down I probably don't care. But I make an effort, and that is my half the battle in terms of changing that weakness into a strength, that I do make the effort. I also have a tendency to dismiss other people's points of view. (laughs) My daughter thinks I do this with her all the time. I probably do. We can be, with my oldest daughter, we can be having a conversation. And I'm like, girl, you just, you're not thinking logically. You're just coming out of this emotional feeling bag. And I'm just not getting it. You know, I mean, I'll shut down from considering anything else that she has to say if she's coming from an emotional point of view from the situation. I'm just like, look, you have to look at all sides. You have to think about it from a past perspective, think about it from a future perspective and a now perspective. I mean, just everything. And all she can do is just talk from her heart. And I'm like, oh, it drives me crazy. But, you know, I also realize I have unrealistic expectations of others because I want these people to kind of be like me. And like, let's see things logically. Let's see things, you know, in an analytical way. You know, how can we make things better on this level? Right. You know, because when feelings get involved, things get mushy and mm, people react in that type of way, which isn't always like the best way because then that's when people start saying stuff that hurt other people's feelings because they're in their emotional bag instead of really just dealing with stuff that's, you know, what are the facts, you know, A, B, and C, list them out. So, you know, um, I just have to remember people aren't like me. They don't think like me and I have to be more tolerant of this which really gets me to thinking about how tolerant, intolerant I can be when it comes to other people's weaknesses. And I'm always trying to improve myself. And I can't deal with, with when I see people not dealing with themselves. It's, it's like a respect thing. I've seen it so many times where my kids tell me about their friends. I'm like, you know what, don't tell me anymore because I can't handle when people just disrespect themselves and don't have a value and don't stick to it and don't stand for anything. It's like one of my coworkers, um, you know, she's always helping people. She never really puts herself first. Okay. Yeah. She's an emotional person. She wants to be liked. It's fine. Right. But she's just like, how do you get so far, you know, with the job, with the people here? I'm like, cause I don't ever give everybody everything they always want. If it really doesn't suit me and make me comfortable, I can't do it. You know? And finally she had a situation where she could stand in her self-truth and realize what was right for her instead of thinking what was right for other people or that situation. 
you know, and I was like, yay. She was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking like you now, Michelle. I'm like, not fully, <laughs> not fully, but I get it, right? So, you know, so you got to be able to stand in that truth, right? What is best for you? Because what happens is if you don't do that, you'll turn around and wish you had and be mad that you're doing something that you really don't want to do. Um, so, yeah. But I've been known to be, I've also been known to be a little wishy-washy on situations. Like what I was saying, like at work, I, I really don't commit to a lot of stuff in my, in, in my job. I just refuse, right? I am a team player, but I also like to just go off on my own. Um, and it really irks me when I see people not pulling um, their share. I like to compare and contrast like situations and I'm really good at making decisions. It, sometimes it takes me a minute to really analyze which way to go, but once I got it, I'm good. I'm also very awkward and emotional settings. So when dudes are like trying to talk to me and tell me that they like me and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, let's just see how this you know, how this goes, you know, and like when somebody dies, I think it's a really always uncomfortable situation anyway, because you don't know what to say, but I really just don't know what to say when somebody dies. I just have no clue or what to say or how to act. So I just back off, you know, because people are in an emotional state. A loved one has just passed away. So I like to give people time to, you know, process and all that. A little jingling in the back is my dog. Um, so yeah, backing off is my best policy. And sometimes I have communicating, I have trouble communicating my emotional thoughts and feelings to other, you know, I'm mindful of this, you know, people have, you know, dudes that I've been in relationships with. How do I know if you care about me? Because of the stuff that I do, I don't always going to tell you that I care, you know, because it just doesn't sound right coming out of my mouth. But if I do little stuff, if I, you know, um, show you these things, then you should be able to pick it up, right? Who knows? I don't know. But, you know, I'm thinking, you know, we have, we have to grow as individuals. Um, I need to consciously, you know, try not to use my judgment to dismiss other people's, you know, ideas prematurely. Um, I need to put my best foot forward and work through maybe using my intuition to um, put the mindset, um, that framework, you know, into my mind, not to dismiss immediately, especially uh, when I see who it is, when they're coming right at me and I'm like, oh boy, here we go. I already know something and I'm already kind of like shut down. So I need to be more open about that before I just start dismissing um, people off the bat. So I found uh, 10 rules to live by to achieve INTJ success. And they say, you know, that, uh, you know, first seek to understand, then to judge, um, that kind of thing. But it says first to feed your strengths. Do things that allow your brilliant intuition and logical abilities to flourish. Okay. Explore fascinating worlds, you know, of science, math, law, medicine. I'm interested in all of those things. Not so much mathematics. Math is, 
if it doesn't have a dollar sign in front of it, I mean, when I was young, I used to really like algebra, algebra two. I'm not really good at geometry. I didn't get to calculus, but it's okay. Um, I wouldn't seek out math right now, but I do like medicine and law and science. Um, You just, you got to give your mind this outlet um, to watch it grow, to do things. Face your weaknesses. That's what I'm always doing, facing my weaknesses on a daily basis to be a better person, to live in a better life, to be understanding of other people, Um, see my weaknesses for what they are and seek to overcome them. I, I do this constantly on a daily basis. I'm very open to that. Um, and not be so judgmental, but rather um, be accepting. I don't have to uh, always challenge other people's ideas, even though it's in my nature to do that. Um, but to just hear them out and then probably challenge it. <laughs> but talk through your thoughts. Um, I always have a lot of thoughts in my head, um, always going around and around and around. And I meditate a lot to quiet my mind from everything that's uh, going on. So I have to give give myself some time to take advantage of um, just being quiet and within self. Um, I don't really discuss a lot of ideas with other people, but maybe I should open up and do that. Um, It will help me to uh, listen to others. Uh, take in everything, you know, once again, don't dismiss ideas prematurely because I don't respect the person generating the ideas. That's going to be a hard one, but, um, after, you know, it's just innate in me to just be kind of like, Oh God, what does this person have to say? Cause I know it's going to be like really whack. <laughs> but um, nobody knows. Everybody doesn't know everything. I don't know everything, and those people know everything. So maybe you know what they're bringing and what I'm bringing. We could come together and make it great. So again, seek you know to understand first, and then proceed uh, to be understood. Kind of approach. Um, and I have a. I've dealt with my anger. I don't know if all INTJs are very angry, but I can get explosive, like zero to 100 really quickly. But I've learned to kind of suppress um, my anger a bit because I do have a passion and I'm a little intense about strong, you know, just things I feel strongly um, about. But um, I don't try to, I used to be more angry when I was younger. Um, just taking everything in personally, like it was a personal attack against me. Now, as I'm older, not so much because I realize the world does not revolve around me and my thoughts and perhaps whatever is coming at me isn't as what I thought it was. And I think that just comes with um, age, right? I know that disagreements and disappointments, you know, they can be handled in a better way, um, non-personal and a dispassionate manner, right? To kind of like back off 
of a lot of stuff because anger can be very destructive to your relationships, work relationships, personal relationships, social relationships, you know, just anything. So you don't really want to 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 do that. You want to be able to work through it um, and impress upon others that um, you're you are angry, but you will work, you know, through that. Um, respect your need for intellectual uh, capability. And for years, I did not do that. I just hung around people and knew people and dated people that just didn't meet my intellectual capacity. You know, um, I'm not touchy-feely. I'm not warm and fuzzy. But the people that I would be around would be like that. And it would just always just tire me out, right? So um, in this situation, we really got to find our tribe like likeness, because with that, um, you'll feel better. You know, you won't be around people that you feel a certain way about. They can't make you feel they're just being themselves. So they can't make you feel a certain way. You're feeling that because you're not around the right people. You're not with your tribe. You're not with the people that um, make you better. So, uh, realize that, you know, you're going to have all kinds of people in your life. Um, but you have to really find the ones that would meet your needs, right? And you can be able to express and have genuine love for and respect for them because they are like you. Um, you can be yourself, but you just really have to find like-mindedness. Um, be accountable for yourself. Don't blame your problems on others. Um, you know, you have to sometimes, you have to look inward for your solutions. Um, no one has more control over your life than you. That's what I do. Um, when I feel like there's just, it's like right now, it's like a lot of things in life more financial than anything. But I come to the terms that I got myself into the position with my bills and, you know, I've accepted it. I'm paying them off despite the fact that I'm like, oh, I'm so tired of this. I'm so tired of this. But 2020, all that would be over. Yay. Uh, learn to be humble. You know, if I'm going to judge others, I need to judge myself in the same manner. I can't be harder on other people than I am on myself. So be humble, have humility, understand that we're all in this life together. Life isn't easy. We've all made different um, choices and we're all living out different types of consequences for those choices. Some good choices, some bad choices, you know, but we're all in this together. And, you know, assume the best because I know that sometimes our minds will go negative very, very quickly, that the worst will always happen before the positive, right? But positive, positive situations are really created from positive attitudes. You have to expect the best for the best to come forward. If you're always expecting negativity, then that's what you get, negativity, because that's all you see. That's all you feel. That's all you know. That's all you judge. That's all your intuition will keep telling you. But if you change that mindset and you put it in the best light possible, everything will go well. I am well. I am good. And you put things into this positive and you have the faith to know that you can 
be better. You can be humble. You can see people in a better light than, um, it's just, it's just, it's kind of like science for every positive charge and every negative charge, there's a light and dark, you know, and you have to see that darkness and have that light to spread it open and break through and make things better. And lastly, and this is where I do have trouble. Um, don't get isolated. And that's kind of like where I am. I have pockets of friends. I have lots of friends, but I don't let two people get too close to me, right? I'm very introverted. I gather my energy from sitting and thinking and figuring stuff out, right? And then when I'm ready to be out in the world, I am ready to be out in the world. And it's interesting because when my friends invite me places, I say yes, knowing I really don't want to go, right? And then when I go, you know, I always just have like, oh, I got to find parking. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to get dressed. It's all this other stuff. And when I get there, I'm good and I have a good time, right? But it's just all the stuff that leads up to it that just annoys me to just to the hilt because I'd rather just be here in my sanctuary, right? So sometimes you really, as an INTJ, as an introvert, you have to recognize the value that the external world brings to you, right? And it represents to you and that it is out there, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to, you're not trying to change yourself to be an extrovert and always be out in the world, no. But you have to realize that the external world, the outside in that world does um, have something for you. Um, you just can't always, you know, isolate yourself, do some meetups, join some clubs. Um, just, you know, find a hobby that is, you know, like, that's what my bowling is. And I have my daughter in, I have, I'm really into the bowling community and I know a lot of people in the bowling community. So I draw a lot of strength um, from that. So with that, what I do in the bowling community is I seek and I foster those friendships in that community, um, for different perspectives, for, for likeness, for just everything. So, uh, it's kind of like extroverting my own style, right? Without necessarily changing who I am as a person. And with these tips and everything that I've said, be free and live a happy, happy life. Okay, so you've reached the end of episode three, I mean, episode two of season three. Um, thank you for taking a listen. And with everything, I appreciate you. If you love this episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and share. This podcast has been brought to you by Sunray Multimedia, LLC, touching all parts of the universe. And join me next time for another episode of Introverted with Michelle Carey.